It's time for Who Watch, Time and Relative Blackness in Space. It's Bayana, Connie, and Robin coming to you live from the Time Vortex. Today we are continuing our companion series by discussing all there is to discuss about Donna Noble. Dr. Donna. The best... Mm, best mm. See, Bill came along, and I also <laughs> do kind of like Amy. So you're trying I to say the best companion? Donna is the best companion. <laughs> the best. Well, she might. She might be the best mm. written companion for sure. Now I think about the it, best written. she's definitely the best written. Yeah. We're yeah. gonna get into that. There we go. There we go. Um, yeah. she. I think the best companion and your favorite companion are can be different. Can be like, di- absolutely true. can be different. I mm-hmm. think in my case um, they are the same still. I mean, but... it's like it's like the um the midnight episode is like one of the best episodes. It's not usually on any of my lists for like ones I go back to and rewatch. It's terrifying and terrible and everything horrible. It's super good. Yeah, it's but it's really super good. It's good. Not terrible, like, but it is terrifying. It's not terrible. It's just it's terrifying for sure. <laughs> but it's very good. Yeah. I was like yeah. convinced when we were going to either London or Dublin, one of those long flights that I was sitting next to the like white lady from Midnight. Like mm. I remember when you said that. I was like, I, like, I know her. I know her face. And it was bothering me because I was like, I don't know how I know her. I don't know why I know her, but I know her face. And you don't want to know her. And then it was like, like and then it's a flight and they were and I on was a like, flight. Oh, shit. Is that the woman from? Oh, no. Get off. Like, get off. Stop. Stop the plane. I know we're somewhere over the Atlantic, but pull over. Shut it down. Pull over. That's what you don't want. They got pulled over. You gotta make it to your destination. I didn't want to make it there with her. It was fine though. It was fine. Um, yeah, I think my favorite doctor and the best doctor are different. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm not even sure though. Mm-hmm. But definitely, Donna is the best written companion that we've had so far. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe Amy coming up a like. No, because Amy's Amy doesn't have a backstory. Like her parents are there and they're not there. Like, and I think and I think she messes her up for having being best written for me. Yeah, and I think she's there too long as well. Yeah, to be honest, and I think that that kind of messes with it. I mean, I don't know Um, about that, but yeah. (laughs) I I mean, I can see that. Not in that, not in that, like, her as, like, a character gets worse, but just, like, the, well, we should wait. Never mind. We're talking about Donna. We're talking about Donna. So, when we um, first meet Donna, it is right after Rose gets, uh, is is now in the new dimension, in the other dimension, and she's all sad. When she and died. All sad. When she died, she <laughs> couldn't go on without her precious doctor. Um, and so... The doctor's all sad because she's met, like, you know, Rose is gone. And he turns around in his TARDIS, and there's this woman, 
who's a wedding dress, who's just like his his TARDIS. What? And they have no idea how he, how she got there. Um, she thinks she's been kidnapped, even though that doesn't really make sense because like how, but (laughs) Donna has also kidnapped you sitting there going, what? Exactly. Exactly. He has no idea. Illogical leaps. Which is mm -hmm. she's great Mm -hmm. but she's awesome um so they so they basically what ends up happening is uh it's i mean it's a christmas special so it's one of the better christmas specials i think yes i can't remember what i what my ranking was to be honest like we did that we did no longer well you know what i always yeah i always even forget that it's a christmas special because it's good yeah. Right. True. Yes. It just True. feels like the first well, okay, episode no, of me, that series. Yes. You know what? It might not be that high for me because I think like the first half is good and then I could do without the last half. Oh. Or mostly I could do without the alien to be the, Yeah, the alien is like overacting like crazy. And I mean it's yeah. rough. It's Doctor Who, but come on. <laughs> but it's a lot. It's, it is it's a the lot. it's the hissing and like it feels yeah. like she has a lot of like and the clicks spit in her throat. Yeah. Just like <laughs> Just oh, yeah. clear it out. Just come on. But for, it's interesting with this episode is that um, I hated Donna so much when she first showed really? up. Really? I hated yeah. her. I was like, why what? are we doing this? Why is she so loud? Why is she yelling all the time? Calm down. What are you doing? And then now she's my favorite. Like, it's just interesting because even rewatching okay. it, I don't feel the same way that I did when I first watched it. And I guess it was just be- it was one of those. Did you um, know who Catherine Tate was before? Not at all. See, I think that's why. I'm so American. Um, <laughs> um, so I didn't know who she was, and I think that, yes, learning who she was helps to understand it, and also she's the better written. But um, it's one of those, I guess it was like a one-two punch, because when you kind of binge-watch the show, you're like, nine's the doctor. And then it was like, wait, why are we changing? Oh, ten's great. Okay, good. But then I wasn't used to it with the companions, because Rose was still around so mm-hmm. you introduce this new companion after rose left and when you watch it the first time through you're like rose is pretty all right it's you know as we've discussed yeah <laughs> when you rewatch it you're like she does not hold up at all um for most people some people are still hardcore rose fans but you know when you first watching it and you're like used to this companion it's like oh we got to get a new companion. She's mad loud. She's asking all these questions. She does not respect the doctor. She's, I just, I just really disliked her. And I can't remember now, you know, like, obviously she shows up and then Martha comes in. And I think I was more ready for her the second time around. So I don't think when her first official episode happens that I felt like, oh, here we go. But mm-hmm. I think, or if I did, it was very like a quicker turnaround in terms of liking her. And then by the end of the season, I was like, why does that have to go? Right. Yeah. For me, I was confused because I, like, when, like, coming into the show, I understood, like, the companion and the, like, the regenerate, like, I understood that the companion changed. Because when I, like, the first episode I watched, Clara was the companion. And, and so I think, and I remember Robin saying that, like, I think he, like, told me the order. So it was like Rose, Martha, Donna. But then Donna showed up first, and so I was confused. I was like, "What's happening here?" I thought Donna. I think I thought Martha was next because um, I was just really excited to get a black companion. Um, but I liked Donna. I thought that like I, her chemistry with David Tennant is really good, um, yes. and also she was ridiculous, and so that was yeah. funny. Um, 
Yeah, I didn't find the humor yeah. in it until... I guess because she is funny, and the show is, like, humorous, but it's not funny. And it's not, yeah. like, yeah. overly... Um, overly funny or, like, slapsticky. Like, not that she's slapstick, but, like, her, like, vocalisms was very just, like, more aggressive in its humor. And so I think it was just, like, the genre change um, that kind of threw me off. And then, you know, I got used to the idea of it and then was better. I think, too, the thing is, okay, coming from someone who is completely obsessed with all things British, and I've seen the Catherine Tate show before. I mean, um, I knew who Catherine Tate was, but it was because she was in the office by office, the time I started she, watching The Doctor. But she also doesn't... She's not... Catherine Tate in The Office isn't Catherine Tate from The Catherine Tate Show. No, not, I'm, like, I'm sure. I yeah. Know, and I'm, yeah, I am not yeah. disputing that at all. Just that you knew who she was. Yeah, so I think that, like, coming from the Catherine Tate show and like where she got famous and how she got famous. Like she does like, she's like Amanda Bynes as an adult and less <laughs> problematic, but her show was like, you know, it's like sketch show. And like, I feel like someone's going to email us. Like, why would you dare? How dare you? Because Amanda Bynes did that show. No, I know she the did. Show. I'm just saying <laughs> to compare Catherine Tate to Amanda Bynes. I said, listeners, listen, listen, I said, but an adult and less problematic. Like I, <laughs> Put the caveats there. Okay. Anyway. But, but it was so like she, that kind of show. Yeah, it was that kind of show. And yes. she was that kind of like... Female sketch artist. Sketch yeah. comedy with her own show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like over the and like over the top yeah. as a part of that. And I think it was one of the first time, And so it probably was the first time that there was like a celebrity guest companion like and then we get it with the other christmas special with um kylie minogue i didn't like that one um but kylie minogue also like was a singer and like yeah i mean i know who she was i know she was too but but there wasn't any like but they were really heavily playing off of it was it was really Catherine tate is on doctor who yeah as opposed to like donna noble yeah is this like fully flesh out character. Yeah. And I think the thing that I like the most is that when she comes back, they still have that, but they're like, okay, well now she, we need a fully realized character. Mm-hmm. And so you get like the funny over the top screaming, yelling, like <laughs> that doesn't go away. But then you also get like the softness that you see towards the end of the Christmas special when she's like, mm-hmm. I think you need someone to stop you. I, mm-hmm. You know, like you just, chill out a little bit. Let's, yeah. You know, we're, we're talking genocide here. You're doing, a, you're doing a lot. Um, and so they, they flush it out and they like, and it balances yes, in yes. a way that like, um, I really, really appreciated. Um, also because I think there were certain times like, sorry, both of you, but like Nardal is there because of, Lucas, look, I don't even. Re- I don't know what. Look, you explained it, but no. they didn't do it right when they've done right. it right before. Like we know you can do it right, and then they didn't, and so I still you apologize, but I still get to be upset about Nardo existing <laughs> because you you are making it worse because you're like, listen, this is how this is what they do, and I'm like, okay, but now that I know that he's like a legit famous like comedian, but also so is Catherine Tate, and you did it right the first time. Okay, but I not I'm just saying sorry I brought up his name. I'm not That's what I thought you were saying. I'm not apologizing for 
See? I guess. I'm not. Robin's not going to defend Nardo. I'm what? not defending Nardo. We are the Harvest, aka the anti Nardo Association. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not about to. Let's see what happens. I'm, that's not at all where I was going. Let's see what happens when you mention see? his name. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but what I was saying was like when they bring in those people. Like you said, they you know they've done it right the first time, right? But like, there needs to be a balance of this person and their like famous comedian self and service to like having a fully realized character writing different writing team and all that other stuff that we've talked about before and we'll continue to get into. But I think that the Runaway Bride stands out to me because when you watch all of Donna's episodes, it doesn't feel out of place even though they were writing this like one-off mm-hmm. episode yeah. you still get this like you see Wilford Mott like you you don't he doesn't do much you know what I mean but like he's there you could tell that he loves her and you know I don't know yeah, yeah I mean I think even even just like you mentioned at the end where she's like please chill right because <laughs> I think like after Rose dies um in quotes um the, the doctor gets angrier right like he was always he was always angry and like you know dealing with stuff in his past but um once rose is gone then it kind of like he kind of snaps a little bit um a little just, a little just a little um and so donna sees that immediately like you know not not immediately because at first when you meet the doctor he's all charismatic and like smiling and like all running mm-hmm. around with his skinny suit and shit and so he and so she sees like that look in his eye and is like dude you need someone to check you like you can't be on your own that's not cool um but it's the it's the like save one person thing that she starts to kind of like when she does come back um, yeah it's like it, it it comes from that episode yeah if that makes sense yeah yeah and they don't uh, this is a problem i think with moffat too is like he will completely discount what he's built up in companions for in the service of an episode or Mm -hmm. an arc and you're like okay but that's not who this character is (laughs) or that's not who you've been saying this character is and um rtd didn't do that as much i mean or at all. So we see Donna in the Christmas episode. He, the doctor asks if she wants to travel with him, and he and she's like, "Nah, spaceman, Martian <laughs> you boy, life to live. Like you, you scare me. You you little too cray right now, and I need yeah. you to uh, calm down before you come get me again. Yeah, yeah. I think she was also like." I want to see the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you talking about the universe, but I haven't even like left like my hometown. So like maybe <laughs> right. I should, you know, maybe step. And also like there's this really first. great inner exchange with them when he's like, you know, the invasion. She's like, I was in Spain. But this, oh uh, yeah, I don't know what you're so, talking yeah, about. Yeah, so she's also super like she misses everything. Yeah, um, which becomes like a running joke as well because she just like. I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. But she's missing it. <laughs> she misses it her all. Soaps. She's like watching soaps and like. I think when we have like, a job. isn't it in like turn left? They like mention the Titanic episode and she's like sunbathing or something. <laughs> like, everyone's like, oh my I god. Know, I don't know if it was in turn left. 
Because I think by turn left, she was, like, noticing the things that were happening, that was happening. Yeah. But I remember that definitely. It was the Titanic. It was, um, it was the invasion. It was something else, too. Yeah, I don't remember what it is. Oh, so wait, so this is like jumping ahead, but um, when like she has her mind wiped and everything, and she ends up back at the house, and she wakes up, and her friend calls her, and her friend is like, "Yo, we were transported across like the universe," <laughs> and she's like, "What? No, there's no way. <laughs> what are you talking she, about? It's like, what do you even mean?" And so like that was another, and that made it slightly less heartbreaking. Less, yeah. Less <laughs> Um, yeah. But before we get to that, <laughs> when we get when we see her again, so she like ends the Christmas episode being like, "You scare me!" Like I got, I need just baby steps in seeing the world and like you know figuring out what I want to do. And then when she comes back, she's been hunting for him, <laughs> like, and she is ready. She's the first <laughs> companion we see who's got hat boxes and a whole she's bunch like, of stuff. She's in all her stuff. I'm she's trying to be like, like listen. Her. Listen, you got you got closet space in there because it's uh it's bigger, bigger on the inside. inside. So I know you have closet space, and so I'm prepared. Let me I'm claim my room. room. Let me pick out the one I want. You might have to move out. Yeah, you might have to build yourself and, a and new that room. Was a I'm fun, going for the that was a fun like nod because we never ever hear or see about the companion sleeping on the TARDIS, like yeah. or like the fact that there are other rooms. <laughs> I mean, we get it a little bit with Eleven and Amy and Rory because no, he got them both. No, but that was later. Bed. Yeah, that was yeah. later. And then <laughs> was, was... it was still like a thing that was sort of off to the side. But at at the point when Donna shows up and she's just like, "Listen, I'm here for it. Here's all my stuff. I cleaned out my apartment because um, I know you got the room. I sublet it so I can have some extra cash in my pocket." Um, it's one of the first times you're like, "Oh, right." This is a place where these people could live, live. as opposed right. to just show up. He drops them back off the same night they left. So then they yeah. go to their own bed, you know? Right. And that and that scares the doctor, too. And she's like, I'm ready. She's like, all right. She, he's like, oh, you, you want to come travel? And she's like, sure. Let's go to my car and open it up. And here's all my stuff. And she's then he like gets scared because he's like, what are you doing? Like, we're moving in together now. I just was going to take you on a trip. Um, like I'm not trying to look like he, he's like, I'm not looking for a relationship right now. I just want a friend. Like, that's all I, I just want. want a mate. You want want a to mate. Right. Yeah. I was trying to paraphrase cause I knew Robin was going to do that. Um, <laughs> it's my favorite. It's great because also it like, it, it establishes their relationship, right? Like Donna didn't, isn't with the doctor because she's in love with him. Thank God. Like that's not. Yeah. And so yeah. it's the first time we really get a situation where, um, it was very clear where she it's clear off top that she's like I just want to see the universe and you're cool and all and like maybe we could be friends at some point but like right now I'm not trying to be interspecies Martian boy doing all that <laughs> not doing all that no. and he's just trying to be like okay but can we just remember I'm not from Mars I find this yeah. very I love that so much when he's just like I'm not I'm not I'm not from Mars which <laughs> not... looks so like he's so offended yeah. Well, then you see what the Martians look like, and you're like, <laughs> I might be offended too. I'd be offended too. I mean, you know, yeah. not to say anything about the Martians. I bet you they think that we are very unattractive, but you know, yeah. not trying to be confused for one. Uh, <laughs> um. So, what do you guys think about? I mean, I don't know if we should go into like her relationship with the doctor first or her relationship with her family. 
I mean, I feel maybe like her, for her relationships are important. Yes. <laughs> um, I think with her family, because it, again, we've said this in the previous Companions episodes, that RTD did the family thing so much better than Moffat <laughs> ever ever does. And so this is the last time we get this real um, like sense of family with the Companions. Um, and... Even the way that they had to, like, adjust, because the guy who played her, the actor who played her father in the one-off episode, he dies between the season when she shows up first and when the premiere happens, like, her first official episode. So, um, and I think they, the, I read before they had, like, bigger, like, his plan... He was supposed to be what Ma, what Wilf was. But, like, the way that they were able to... Um, bring over the bits of family that we saw in that first episode into the season and, like, make them so real. And I feel like her mom is on the on the, on the the Jackie scale of, like, this, like, clueless yeah. woman who kind of, like, doesn't understand. And that's a little terrible. Yeah. She, like, is naggy and she, yeah. like, she says some, like, really fucked up shit to Donna. Yeah. yeah, but then they kind of and to her father. Out. I don't know. <laughs> they balance it out with um, Wilf, which is interesting because even with Martha, like she had her family and they were cool and all, but they weren't like uh, supportive. Supportive <laughs> in that same way. Um, and obviously, Jackie, you know, and Rose, and I mean, Mickey was sort of the the. Su- or, you know, but he wasn't supportive because he didn't like the doctor. So, like, Wolf is the first, like, outside companion or, like, out family member who is, like, supportive of what she's doing and sort of, like, understands but still is able to cling, like, keep her remaining, keep her humanity um, because that's what the purpose of the companions are for. Especially for, and especially with his connection to the doctor, too, which um, evolves later, but... I think she still helps him. He still helps her um, keep her connection to Earth and her family because Lord knows if it was up to her mother, she would have been like, listen, I don't go I here anymore. I never come back. I don't go here anymore. Um, you can pop me off. It. I have a key to the TARDIS. Uh, this is where you should send my mail. <laughs> I'm never mm-hmm. returning. Um, so, I mean, she yeah. left her she left her mom's car in the street and was just like, tell my mom that bin there. You can get the keys in the bin. <laughs> the bins like, are collected every few days. Like, oh my god! So they just go dumping into their trucks. Like, oh well, now she don't got no keys no more. Mm-mm. Better call whatever the AAA is in. Better <laughs> <laughs> call AAA. Mm-hmm. I guess it was supposed to be. Is that where the Sun Taran? No, there was the thing where they like. I don't remember now, but um. Like it was in all the cars, and that was like the gas. In that oh place. yeah, the, um, oh yeah, that was later on. But yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, that was Suntarn. Yeah, but I'm saying like that's probably their their. Oh look, we're the competitors. Oh yeah, to British AAA. Yeah. True. True. Yeah, I so, think yeah. that it's like interesting too, the to know that like the father was supposed to play the part that Will ended up. Playing mm-hmm. because I did really love that relationship and it seemed like so real to me because I remember mm-hmm. my grandfather and like grandparents in general are just really great at like letting you do whatever the fuck you want <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and being super supportive of it. There's like some kind of thing that happens when you get a grandkid where you like treat them the complete opposite of how you treated your kid. (laughs) Like all of a sudden you just like, yeah, do whatever you want. I don't care. It's not my responsibility. You get to to put them back. Back. Yeah. That's why. Mm -hmm. It's probably also karma, you know, for the kid, like for your kid. Like, well, (laughs) look at all this all the shit you put me through here right right but like i think that will i i i i just i love that it was her grandfather so i'm kind of like not i'm not glad that the dude wasn't able i'm not that's wrong sentiment but i'm glad that they made a really good um choice out of what they had to do is what you're thank you Mm -hmm. that's what i'm saying yeah um and i think that like the thing that I think about the most when I think about Wolf um, is at the end, and we'll get to, you know, I mean, spoil heavy or whatever, when she, when he drops her off after Dr. Donna, and Wolf being upset for her and, like, knowing, like... This is going to break her heart, yeah. This is- like, she's done all of these things, and all she wanted to do was to, like, go have these experiences, and now mm-hmm. you're telling me that, like, all these experiences she's had, she can't ever know about them like um and I think it's a really like beautiful tribute to like that relationship of like grand I think parents want you and you see this with like her mom too it's like they want you they're really much of I think they're more concerned about like your security and being like taken care of and being like safe Mm-hmm. And grandparents are like, go be your best self. Go <laughs> yeah. chase the stars. Like, yeah. you want to be an actress? Do it. You want to drop out of high school and go pro? Do it. Like, do what you want. You can do whatever you want, baby. You can do whatever you want, baby. And then, like, <laughs> you know, once you get 40 or something, I don't, then the grandparents might be like, maybe you want to think about <laughs> Settling down. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to let you go for your goals, like, for as long as you, like, you can, tr- you can conceive of them. Mm-hmm. So I just really, I loved her relationship with her grandfather. I also, like, loved the end of the first, her return episode when she asked the doctor to, like, go past the house and then, like, waves so at him. So that her grandpa could see. It's so yeah. cute. It was so cute. Yeah. And he was so happy. <laughs> Definitely the thing that I would be doing. Just yeah. All I see when I see think of Wolf is him like waving at things with <laughs> antlers or without antlers. It's yeah. just one or the other, you know? Yeah. I also loved that like the first time she comes back home after, or as far as we know, like in the season, after traveling with the doctor, uh, is like she tells the doctor she's like, I'm gonna go home. And he immediately thinks that she's like leaving, so gives her this whole speech. And then he's like, Oh, you're just you're just going to say hi to your family, huh? And she's like, Yeah. 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 Not all that. Because he's just like, you were brilliant and and you're amazing. And she's just like, like did you see me pack cool. up these hats? I mean, There's right, like, what are you doing? I have like five hat boxes, fam. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think I think that relationship is great. And I think it also kind of helps. Again, it just helps to ground the characters. Um, and and so I think that like kind of seeing how she interacts with with. Her family then kind of also informs how she interacts with the doctor um, and is able to, like, make him chill a little bit <laughs> because he's so angry. And so, like, which is partly why I love him so much. Um, he's so angry. And so because he's 
so upset. Like he just needs someone to be like, Hey, maybe we do it this way. Right. Cause his first um, instinct is to just like burn it all to the ground. And Donna's like, Hey, maybe we could, uh, there's like some people over here. They're innocent. Maybe we could Save evacuate them. them. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe, you know, maybe. just possibly. And so I think that like that, you know, I think also that, and then the fact that like, it's that, but also her having to realize that some things can't, yeah be changed and I think that like there's a real um like struggle that she has with that with like you should save one person but also like we can't save all of Pompeii yeah right because it it is supposed to like this is supposed to happen and so it's like knowing when to interfere and knowing when not to and I think the doctor um as we like when we're in places that are considered fixed points in time, not necessarily, because, you know, the doctor saves lots of people, but he's much more quick to be like, oh, it has to happen, so I guess we're just going to do it. Uh, I guess we're just going to let it happen, versus Donna, who's like, okay, but why does it have to happen? And, like, we should be able to fix it. So it's just, like, finding that happy medium. As you were saying that, I was just thinking about Rose The waters of Mars? No. (laughs) I was thinking, but, no, but I was thinking about Rose and how... Donna's thing is like we can save one person or like why does it have to happen and her concern is more when it's like these like global tragedies or you know Pompeii the ood like we can't like can't we do something to save all of these people and the one time that Rose wants to interfere is for her own self and her daddy (laughs) and also when she had to get back to the doctor oh yeah and she killed her yeah and then she killed him just still hilarious to me. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess we can talk about her and the doctor. And I get we already sort of mentioned how they're buds and there's no deeper. You meaning. want to mate! <laughs> um, no, a mate. A mate. <laughs> well, you're not mating with me, spaceman! <laughs> So good. So great. But also, okay, so I think part of it also ties into her age. The other two companions are much younger. And so she was more of a age peer to David Tennant. Uh, because David, which is like, okay, which, okay. Is, which is ages Sorry. as hell. Absolutely. Um, but, but it's like, but, it's the thing but that also refreshing because we really did need it. Yeah. Right. It's the thing that Hollywood does where it's like, Somehow Jennifer Lawrence is all of her... Someone tweeted the other day, it was like, all of her co-stars since The Hunger Games have been, like, 20 years older than her. Mm, um, yeah. And, like, they're always, like, the weird love interest or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's the thing Hollywood does, which is to, like, always compare the older man with the younger person. And, like, it's Britain and not Hollywood. And they do, like, switch it up later. But, um, notably with, like, Eleven and River. But it's still, like, she's a peer of his... Where it's like, this could have actually been more of a romantic thing just because of their age parallels. But um, even without that, it's like, one, casting someone in her 30s as opposed to a super young actress was also, as you were saying, refreshing. um, Because, especially because you know that Hollywood slash, I guess, whatever Britain's name for their community is they don't often do that (laughs) Uh, right (laughs) they don't often do that Um, so it was great to have someone who's just like a mature grown she's a grown woman Um, right but like she and tenants as we've discussed and um, 
they exemplify later in their like post two lives have such good chemistry with each other that it's just easy for you to believe that they're just do they're just buds they would just hang out and like be chill with each other and like it's just their their off screen chemistry like really shown to the forefront um but in a platonic way because a lot of times we talk about chemistry between men and women uh actors and like their characters and it's always like well they have good chemistry and it's always Mm -hmm. sexual but they have really great like platonic chemistry uh where there's just no deeper meaning to it but it's still like very clear um as opposed to like two actors who have platonic not platonic chemistry, but like they're just friends because they don't have any chemistry with each other. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I mean, I also think that the see. thing with Donna and Tenet or Tin's chemistry, the Doctor and Donna, um, which comes a lot from Catherine and David Tennant's chemistry as well. But like Donna starts off their relationship telling him about himself right like so she never like was sucking up to him like oh my goodness you're so awesome you're so great Um, right like she she did know that he was great but she wasn't about to just be like yes but also it took her it took her that entire hour to become enamored with him true because at first she's like just give me fucking back to my wedding Mm -hmm. and then she's like what the hell is happening and at the end, she's like, I think you're pretty amazing, but, like, you need to chill. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, starting it off that way, because I feel like with Martha, Martha was, like, instantly attracted to him. Um, you know, he's cute. We Duh. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, he's, he's attractive. But, like, then it all built from there, and then she was, like, you know, intrigued by his brain, and, you know, but she was, like, instantly physically attracted to him. And so um, they played off of that in a way that, like, I think they do similarly with Donna, which is, like, Donna's instantly telling him about herself, Mm -hmm. and that continues on, um, and it only gets deeper with their relationship, you know what I mean? But there's also, like, he's telling her, like, he's trying to help her. Like I, I'm thinking about the Agatha Christie episode when he's poisoned and she's trying to do charades. It's so great. And like, Harvey wall bangers. And he's like, (laughs) what the fuck? I am dying here. (laughs) Right. And I think like, he's spending a lot of time being like, you need to pay attention. Like you need to constant vigilance. You can see the mutual Mm -hmm. growth. And it's not like because they are in love with each other. It's just because they're trying to help each other. <laughs> Survive. People. Yes. Right. <laughs> Survive. Right. You're absolutely right. But yeah, I think that that is like, it's, uh, it's also one of the things that endears me to their friendship so much too, is like, they do want the best for each other, but they're also able, like Amy and, Eleven get this kind of friendship, best friendship thing, but it becomes more of a sibling. I feel like brother sister relationship. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's no? just Matt and Karen leaking through. <laughs> there, it just didn't Maybe. feel sibling, especially because they did like she kissed him and like it was like, oh, are we no, doing it, this again? It, it, it got there later. It didn't. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That way. No, I'm saying, so, but that's what I'm saying is that like because it started off that way. 
when they tried to make it sibling-ish, I was still like, I don't know about this. <laughs> but back to Donna. But yeah, but I think that like, I I do think that they were trying to recreate what Donna and Tin had. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't quite get there. Um, but I feel like Donna did treat him like, a brother. Yeah. Like, to the point where she, like, people would be like, oh, are you guys? And she's like, who? Oh, or she'd be like, yeah. Doc, or when they would, ex- when, uh, so, like, in the Planet of the Ood episode, they yeah. introduce themselves, and he's like, I'm the doctor, and I'm Donna. Donald Noble, and they call her, they call them Dr. and Mrs. Noble, and they're like, oh, <laughs> let's, let's put a pin in that. Yeah. <laughs> Not what this is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, they are very clear about their relationship. Yeah. Like with each other and to other people. So that yes, helps. And that is also refreshing. Because mm-hmm. yes. even when like you knew that Rose and the doctor were like in love, they didn't like have a conversation about it. It was never like. It's just longing and yes, glances. And... Yes. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of mm-hmm. longing. And so because there was no conversation about it, it's like they knew the other one cared about them and stuff. But like it just still wasn't as clear and that was just I don't know yeah and then obviously the Martha stuff was just so unclear because she's just had so many feelings and he was like I don't I'm gonna ignore all of this because I'm just gonna pretend I'm too sad and also I actually shouldn't be doing this (laughs) I should not be falling in love with my companions it just shouldn't be happening (laughs) Um, so the fact that Ted and Donna had such a very just like an open like we are just well aware. We're gonna tell all you. We're gonna tell everybody that this is not. Don't happening. get any ideas. Don't get mm-hmm. it twisted. Is great. And uh, then we also get like when Martha, because when Martha does show up in this season, it's this. It's only the second time that we get like a previous companion with a current companion, right? And right. so, and we had um, like within New Who, at time. least. <laughs> exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Like it was refreshing this time, right? Where like Martha and Donna meet each other. And the doctor is like, uh-oh. he gets a little nervous. He's like, uh oh, let's like, I know again. you guys might be getting jealous. And they're sitting there like, this clown? What is this? Like, y'all making sure he talked. There was a thing I think where he was talking, they were making fun of him for talking to the TARDIS or something like that. Yeah. Like, they, like, like and so I love that, like, they also, like, you know, it took them two seasons or three seasons to, like, get to this point. But, like, they're fine. They're friends. They're cool, like, off top. And there's no, like, weird like jealousy or pettiness. Well, I was going to say Donna's a grown woman, but Sarah Jane also should have been a grown woman of habits. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cuz you don't have women writing these characters. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was kind of going with it too is like especially because you you all it's it's nice to not pit women against each other mm-hmm. in terms of a man. Like it just feels it felt and feels gross yep. and unnecessary. Like cuz it's such a trope. Yep. That we don't need it. And we didn't need it in, like, I don't need it in my my science fiction fantasy world of, like, a 900-year-old Time Lord. I don't need a plot device being, like, two women fighting over him. Like, mm-hmm. leave that to the soap operas and Young and the Restless or whatever. But, like, <laughs> I don't need it in Doctor Who. Right. Right. I mean, I do also want to point out, because we're talking about how, like, Donna is the best written character, um, but she also 
gets to be the best written character in the best written season. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's the most um, consistent season. Like it's yes. the, like I was just like looking up because I'm like um, I don't know the about episodes. I was so looking up the episodes, episodes and I was like bangers. Like no, I was literally I was like looking I was looking it up because I was just like okay so like partners in crime which is their first one um, so is lit when they're like doing the things separately when they're doing the things yes. separately and then they come together and they're like oh shit we've been doing this whole thing and they have that yeah. whole conversation between the window and the yeah. guy's like the, the lady's so like y'all she's like. It's so y'all want to no be alone, that, but it's fine. <laughs> I know. So, y'all saw it. Podcast. <laughs> but yeah, and then you have the fires of Pompeii, I love, which then gives like I feel like it's so good. Yes, and it has. I feel like season four has the best historical episodes for me. Like mm-hmm. I just like the places that they go. Like Pompeii is like I remember in third grade I had a textbook that like did a section on Pompeii and I was like really fascinated by the story. So like to have them go to this place that I'd like seen about, but didn't really like follow up on as an older person. I was just like, this is lit. Okay. Next episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also one of my favorite movies, but that's yes. neither here nor there. Is it, is Pompeii <laughs> as, actually good? As, as after what? It is, it is a masterpiece. It is. It is. It is. It is. Um, it is up there with um, from Justin to Kelly. So in that's theater. what I was gonna ask. The, if it was the, on the Justin the to drama. Kelly scale or actually good? Okay, understood. The, the, the intrigue, the the range of mm-hmm. the diversity of accents, mm-hmm. even though they're all in the same place, mm-hmm. are they? It's it's the the timeline. The timeline mm. just is is um, the risk is is pretty quick, you know. Yeah. It's 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 uh, it's it's risky, but it but it but it works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and also just like the risks that they take in terms of you know, exploding volcano, but let's have a horse carrot race and fight to the death. <laughs> While we should be running away from an exploding, it has everything. It's just a. Okay. It's it's a, a well-founded. It's for the people. It is it's what it is. Okay. Um, it's a masterful piece of work. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk more about this offline. Yeah, um, and Kit Harrington doesn't wear a shirt for like half of it for the whole time, pretty much. Yeah. Kit. Oh. Jon Snow. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know he was in this. Okay. He That's is the star. That we watched it. I mean. <laughs> Come on, Tony. How dare you? Have you met us? Tony. I got by honor to watch an MI5 movie because Kit was in it. Like, come on now. Come on. Okay. Good to know. It, it, I like, when I watch The Fires of Pompeii, I like to be like, oh, on the other side of the city. <laughs> <laughs> Kit Harrington is getting ready for the fight of his life. I agree. Okay. And there's a kid who was in Degrassi who like disappears in the middle of the, in the middle of the movie. It's great. <laughs> Just Slippery's little brother. All of a sudden, he's gone. Mm. Was there no longer? Got yeah. swept up in that time. It's you know mystery. Well, thing. I think one of the soothsayers let him know that he should get out of there. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, "I'm out." And if he was literally yeah. his little brother, that means he was black, and that means he like dipped because he was black. And he was mm-hmm. like, "Nah, can't roll with mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a no from me. Um, okay, so while Kit Harrington was, you know, being a gladiator and shit, then we go to the planet of the Ood. I um, oh wait, wait. It, other thing about Pompeii. 
Banger. Planet of the Ooze. I like that episode. The the good thing about that episode is that it it you said what? Sad, but it's sad. Mm. It's really funny because uh uh the guy who's like the bad guy in that episode is also in Game of Thrones as Lord Glover. And so every time I see him, and he's really annoying in Game of Thrones because he, like, doesn't give John and Sansa his army or whatever. And I'm like, that's why you lost all your hair and became an ood. Like, I'm just like, that's what the fuck you get. <laughs> um, Ross and fandoms willy-nilly, reckless. Well, I mean, we, yeah, yeah. just did it. Um, yeah. So, but the other thing, like, Robin and I are the only two people in the Pompeii fandom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing because clearly it's just you two. I just met the only two. Uh, the Pompeii so. fandom needs to get more more respect. Yeah, we need to do more work on the Pompeii fandom. We do. We, we need do. to build it up. Um. So, but also one of the good things about the Planet of the Ood is that it um does a better job with the Ood. Like it builds on what we got in um the Satan episodes. Yeah. Which I don't where they kind of just like, where they just kind of like. That's why I don't watch Planet of the Ood because their previous episodes were trash to me. The Ood are great though. No, yeah, right. their their yeah. their previous episode was it was garbage. Like their introductory episode was not good. Yeah. And and they were also like partly because it just wasn't good, but then also because the Ood were there and they introduced this like ideal like this idea of these like house elf type for you know <laughs> Harry Potter crossover. We we've. So many fandoms. Um, but, like, this house elf type um, creature who, like, lives to serve or whatever, and, and the doctor doesn't question it. And, like, granted, they're on a spaceship that's orbiting a black hole. There's a lot going on. But, like, the doctor doesn't take a moment to think about them or save them or anything. And then in Planet of the Ood, he actually gets a chance to do it. And I think he even mentions that he failed to save them before. So he's like, we gonna see what's up now and so i think it yeah it definitely does a better job also the planet was the devil so you know he was busy there was a, was, yeah, there was a lot it. going on skip uh, it <laughs> there was a lot going on and but but i think you know it it did it was a disservice to like introduce these creatures and then not do anything um with them and so this episode kind of does more with that and yeah. um and so i like it it is very sad though mm-hmm the Ood song. Yeah. Yeah. And so then after that, uh, Donna's like, I'm trying to go home. Like, let's, let's I was heavy. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to take a break. I'd like to hug my grandfather. And, yeah. just and just... after all of that. And so then we go back home and then it's the Suntaran stratagem in the poison sky, which is like, Donna, well, Donna's like, I want to go ho- come home. And then Martha calls the doctor, like, you're about to come home. So <laughs> be out here. We got some shit going on. And so then we get that, which I, like, they're on my skip list. Really? They're on my skip list? I like the episodes. They're not, like, I think, like, in in the, um, like, in, like, within the season, like, the, like, these two episodes and then the Doctor's Daughter after are, like, three that are, like, very meh. But they're not I bad to me. I skipped the Doctor's Daughter as well. Yeah. So what? Like, but that's his wife now. I know, but she also wasn't then, so I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. Also, yeah. Also, it's like, isn't she like an original doctor's granddaughter yes. as well? So she really is the doctor's daughter. Yes. So great. It's very so trippy because they like met on the show, and then we're like, let's fall in love. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> let's have a child that is actually the doctor's daughter and the doctor's granddaughter. I think they had a girl. Listen, 
Tennant takes his fandom very seriously. <laughs> he takes his fandom as seriously as we take our Pompeii fandom, and you gotta respect it. You got, no, I mean, no one can you, be Tennant. He was like, listen, I like this show. I'm 12. Let me write into a few places. Oh, I'm gonna grow up and not only star on the show, but meet the guy who was my idol then and marry her daughter and have his, her baby. I just, and had her have my baby. I don't. It's levels to his dedication. It's so many. Levels. Dedicated. Everyone okay. likes to bring up Peter Capaldi writing into newsletter when he was twelve, but, but he didn't no go on and Tenet. marry a doctor's doc. He didn't no. marry nobody out of it. So nope. He does. He nope. game up, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then, yeah. So after those three episodes, which those three episodes have Martha in it, which is why I like them. Yeah. But also, again, they're not like the best ones. The other thing too is that in the first two, they have this Ameri- that American kid is like the bad guy, and he's yeah. really frustrating, and like he's like more annoying than a character should be, even though he's the villain. I'm just he's like, like the Adam of the season. Also, he says like he's supposed to be American, but he says like. And maybe it's because he, like, grew up in Britain. We don't really know the full backstory, but he, like, says British phrases. So he, like, calls himself clever. And I'm like, I've never referred to anyone as clever unless I'm talking about Doctor Who. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yes. or referencing Doctor Who. Yeah. So that part was kind of, like, strange. So there was, like, parts of it that, like, in the writing that felt a little clunky. But, you know, it was, it was all I, right. I think the thing about those, and this is the Donna episode, so whatever. But they really helped like solidify Martha's like that because the same in the same way in which Connie you saw Donna for the first time and hated her that was me with Martha right so these were in the first watch these are when I was like oh okay she's not that bad yeah they get rid of all the like annoying parts about her and like keep the the best parts about her Mm -hmm. um and so that's why I appreciate those episodes a lot yeah of that um yeah, and then we get the unicorn and the wasp, which listen, is amazing. Listen, Love listen, okay, but like I love Agatha Christie, Christie, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, we going there? Okay, yeah, we are. And then it brings so in like good. all of the tropes, and like there are title drops to like stuff that they don't even like actually reference, but like they're like, let me slip this title in there. And I'm just like nerding out to the, the, the extreme levels. And also it's like a fun episode. It's good. It like does what I like in terms of like the historical episodes where it's like, Oh, let's take this thing that is a mystery to everyone and like have Dr. Who solve it. Um, Mm -hmm. of like something that is a unsolved mystery or whatever. So I just, I really love Agatha Christie, so I really love that episode. <laughs> the episode is so good. And like you said, it's really fun. And I think, like, yeah. when I think about Especially my after favorite... after last three. Exactly. And I think mm. after, one of the things after my, like, about... Uh, mm, words. <laughs> one of my, like, fa- usually my favorite Doctor Who episodes are the ones that are fun. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, a lot, like, there are a lot of really good ones that, like, I won't watch often just because they're heavier. Like, they're good and they're well-written and stuff, but it's like, mm, if I'm going to go watch Doctor Who, I want to laugh and I want to, like, watch people run around and, like, do silly stuff. And so this episode is really good for that because it's just, like... Fun. It's just fun. And, yeah. I, you know, we were, you know, just talking about, like, or thinking about the last season of Doctor Who and, um, like, our first season. Um and then, like, Robin, and we were, like, making fun of Robin for being, like, this wasn't fun or whatever. But, like, also, 
I can't real. think of any it's like it's true because like I can't think of any episodes in the last season and maybe not the one well I mean I liked the one before it a lot but like I couldn't pick out one episode that I would go back and watch like over and over again just because it's fun yeah and you know it was like one of the things I ended up like writing about because right now the only like truly fun show that I can think of of like a science fiction kind of fantasy show is the librarians on TNT because it is literally like the stakes are so low and it's fun and like the characters are fun um and I had this whole thing because I missed fun Doctor Who. Like, yeah. it got really, and not even just dark, but, like, even the ones, like, um, here's our obligatory sleep no more reference. Like, <laughs> even the ones that were, like, not good, like, had this, like, weird sense of, like, trying to have these, this, like, dark depth. Mm-hmm. to it that was just like can't this just be silly like this whole premise is silly so can it can't you just play silly like right you you guys do that it's part of your repertoire like and i'm trying to think i feel like the last fun episode was that robin hood one yeah which is completely unmemorable not very good not that good the new logo is fun and i think that i'm hoping it is a uh har- harbinger of Harbinger's not a fun word. Uh, <laughs> it's like a harbinger of do- a harbinger of happiness. Um, yeah. Making that a thing. Now. Alliteration. I love Great. it. Great. Um, uh, of what is to come with thirteen, because as you've been, as we've been saying, like the last few seasons as a whole have been not fun, and I think that's why I like Donna's season so much. Is that a lot of her episodes? have an element of fun to it like even Pompeii is sort of like the world is burning around us but like let's run around and like save everyone right. like there's She's like, like a, I'm gonna speak in Latin to these people who speak Latin what do yeah. they what do they hear you know, like I mean, a little bit of like, lightness to it yeah and so I'll I'm speak that thing that <laughs> the promotion the promotional materials for 13 so far have been like her outfit is very like light blue and has like the colors on it and she has yellow suspenders and the TARDIS seems like a lighter blue on the outside and I just really need the TARDIS desktop to not be dark I just want to be able to see the TARDIS (laughs) interior Um, but the logo is sort of like a bright color like it's using the like Doctor Who orange as I guess I can call it um and so I'm hoping that that's what we have ahead because it's just been so yeah dark. same um so yeah so so that episode is really fun and then we get um my favorite episodes Silence in the Library and Forest of the Dead yeah yeah which are just freaking they're, they're yeah brilliant they're yeah. so good and like Moffat wrote them, but he's good with like one-offs and mm-hmm. just let's introduce some shit and then we'll not show running. No, just keep it right one episode. Let's keep it um, But and yeah, yeah, and the so river this introduction is... is good. The river and Donna sort of like they don't really interact that often, that much in the episodes. But and then you know, River has to be all cryptic and be like, I don't know about you or whatever she says that's sort of well like, no she like knows about her but then she, she just, can't like, like her, say yeah she knows her like is not great mm-hmm, <laughs> basically mm-hmm. and doesn't isn't able to really say but um yeah those two episodes are really good and so well yeah. written and then is the next one midnight yeah yeah Ugh. and that's so one of the things but also though, so good 
But the thing is, right, is that, like, so so just, like, after the Planet of the Ood, when Donna was like, I need to go home, right, and, like, see my family, and, like, that was really heavy, like, Silence in the Library and Forest of the Dead is, is like, I mean, it's fun to me just because it's, like, I love those episodes so yeah. much, but just, like, for the characters, it's, it's rough. Like, Donna ends up getting taken into the database or whatever and so she's dealing with all that she has like she you know she had a family and so she loses all of that and so Mm -hmm. she's just really sad and so the doctor's like okay we're gonna go on a vacation so we're going to the planet midnight and she's like cool i'm going to stay in the spot you go do whatever you're doing and he's like are you sure we're gonna like travel across the planet and she's like nah i'm gonna chill and so i think that um that is really interesting for her right because she's She's like the companion who's able, she is like, is able to like, she understands her limits and mm-hmm. takes that time for self-care. She's right. like, yeah, I'm down to be on another planet. I'm just going to chill on that planet though. I know wherever you <laughs> go, it was some bullshit going to happen. Planet. Like he didn't go exactly. back because he needed to help someone. He was but trying she to get knows. to go see something. But she knows that when he goes anywhere, Sad. something goes down. And so yeah. she's like, no, I am going to get a massage. <laughs> you go on a little train ride. Yes. You do that on your own. Yes. And I uh, hadn't ever thought of that, but that is a element of the strong writing of the season in that the episode flow is very much like something heavy just happened. So in the in universe, we're going to take care of these characters and make sure that they have some sort of moment of self-care, at least try to. You know, it's like, oh, let's make sure that you're okay. And then, you know, stuff happens and it's like, oh, yikes, this kind of spiraled and now everything's not okay again. Let's go try right. to go heal ourselves again. But mm-hmm. it is a, it's very much the flow of that season it is very well written, as you were saying, with, like, internally, but also, like, the way that they m- mapped it out where it's just like, okay, this one's going to be real dark. All right, so let's have the characters deal with that and acknowledge that it was dark and go do something about it to like exactly. make mm-hmm. themselves feel better even if it doesn't work <laughs> I mean I also think that like the idea of like self care that Brianna brought up is really a good one because it 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 so reminds me of like conversations I have with like my family when we are planning vacations and stuff like my mom and dad want to go to the beach and I want to go to a museum and like <laughs> that is like a different you know when we went to France we went to Versailles and after like walking the main castle, my brother and my mom were like, can we go get some wine and cheese? And I was like, but the Trianons are open. We still have more to see, you know? <laughs> and so my dad traipsed off with me to go see the like Trianons, like where Marie Antoinette lived. And my brother and my mom were like, all right, well, we're going to go find some wine and cheese and like <laughs> chill and put our feet up and like eat French food. And I think I love that episode. I don't love that episode. That's wrong. <laughs> I appreciate that episode. Uh-huh. Idea of like, we're friends and we like hanging out together, but like our ideas of relaxation are different. And mm-hmm. so like Donna and Donna really, it comes again to that, like Donna really knowing who she is in a way. Like she's a, there's a lot of issues with like her self-confidence and like what she thinks she's or, like her self-worth. Mm-hmm. But she knows that she don't want to go on no field trip. She wants to sunbathe and get a massage and not leave the restful planet of, you know, whatever. And so, and she's okay with like, I feel like what's 
Rose and Martha, I don't think that they would have been okay with the doctor like going off on it. Like even if they wanted to rest, he'd be like, okay, I guess I'll go on this tour with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And Donna's like, peace out. Like bye. One o'clock. I have my <laughs> uh my face mask appointment. So you don't have is my mani pedi. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Call me when you get time. back. We'll get we'll grab dinner. Mm-hmm. But exactly. I'm not I'm not doing that. Exactly. And then afterwards. <laughs> We get turn left. Oh. And I was just looking at the description, and the description is, Donna gets help from, from a mysterious blonde woman. <laughs> so oh. vague. I actually skipped the, I, I actually stopped watching season four after midnight. Really? Really? Yeah. See, I, I don't. I the finale, I, like the last saw, few episodes, I skip them all. Really? Yeah. I watched, um, I, I do watched like turn, turn left, left except I've seen turn left Rose. twice. <laughs> I've seen Turn Left twice because, like, I watched it the first time around, and I don't really like Turn Left. Um, and then I watched it the second time because I was, like, in a thing where I was like, I'm going to watch it all the way through without skipping. And then I, like, petered off by the time I got to season seven, so I never finished. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I mean, it's funny because, you know, as someone who likes time and, like, dimensions <laughs> and, like, different kind of, like, the ways that it works, like, I think on paper that episode would have been interesting to me but it's another it's the Rose. it's the third like dr light episode and mm-hmm. and i just am like not here to watch donna get put in a concentration camp and it's not fun you know what i mean i'm like you're not running around there's no aliens there's no nothing you're just like the doctor's dead great okay this is gonna be annoying <laughs> like you know um and so yeah i don't really like that episode and then rose who's like why are you just girl stay in your stay in your lane stay in your dimension like you're the reason all this shit is happening i mean yeah no is because she's the one who basically brings the davros back and shit trying to come back to the doctor is that was because of self-fulfilling prophecy like she thought something bad was going to happen and then she went to try to fix it and then it actually happens maybe she's talking about like the stars were going out or some shit and like but part of it is because or at least the way I understand it is that she was like, because she was trying to, she was coming back and forth. She was coming back and forth, yeah. She was like punching a hole in, in the dimensions, and so they things got through. So, yeah. But I like the other two. And I think it's just because, like, all the companions are together. I remember the first time I watched uh, the last two ep- the last two episodes, I was just like, everybody's here. You know what I mean? I was just like, it's like a... Yeah. It's like it's like it's just like watching an Avengers movie or something yes. where you're just like it's all coming together <laughs> and like going back to it it's super ridiculous and like hella X like when I went back to watch another time like the second time I was like oh this is doing the absolute most <laughs> but I appreciate it yeah I was like I appreciate it still even though it's doing like so it's much it's really funny like because I feel like the best things about RTD and the best things about Moffat like together would make like the Doctor Who that I want to see in this world, mm-hmm. but I like the, the things that the like Science they the get wrong, <laughs> like they go hard at. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> they really like they hype themselves up and they're like, "I am writing this shit." I got like just blasting DMX. I think we decided that's what they were listening to in a previous episode, and it was just like, "Let's do this." Yeah. Um, that's like the one thing about, I don't really go back and rewatch after turn left. I do like turn left. I like turn left because of, like I said before, like it, Donna's insistence that she's not, that she's unimportant and 
I like her journey and that, and I like the idea of alternate dimensions and like what would have happened, like a small, you know, the butterfly effect type of thing and like exploring what would have happened if you had not done one thing. Um, If you had not been there to stop the doctor, like what would have happened? Um, The thing I don't like is I kept being like, why didn't you just fucking regenerate? (laughs) Yeah. You couldn't regenerate. Yeah. What? That didn't make no sense. They they love to like, they love to, they love to just come up with ideas on why they can't regenerate. Right. Like, why the doctor died. Just don't take it there. (laughs) Right. It's just, I mean, and that's one of the other things I will say about the, the final episode, um, or the episodes of Doctor Who is when, or sorry, of the season, um, is when he like doesn't regenerate. I mean, I guess it like does end up becoming a thing for, um, that's like what creates the Dr. Donna, but like, it's a kind of annoying. <laughs> it's yeah. like, dude, if you don't get over yourself. Yeah. But yeah, I think that the, I think that turn left is the like actual end or like a great ending to Donna's journey. And then the, the final two are like fun I guess. They're just, I think it, because, you know, it's supposed to be a goodbye Extra. for everything, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's the end of everything. And to be honest, like, for um, the last Christmas special for season, for this past season, I was kind of expecting, I was like, let's bring Clara back and let's bring the 11th Doctor, let's bring everybody back. And, mm-hmm. like, I know it would have been ridiculous, but I was still, like, kind of hoping for it. I it better than what happened. <laughs> so would I. I absolutely would have liked it more than what we got. Um, it would have been a lot and doing the most, but I would have been here for it, you know? Yeah. Um, classic Moffat, he just likes to do the most anyway, but I guess people's schedules is the only thing that restricted him from going there. Right. That's true. Yeah, I think the the thing about RTDs doing the most is that it does set up, like, which I guess I shouldn't be too mad about because it sets up season five, which is one of my favorite seasons, which is like, we literally had a reality bomb. You were doing this, you were doing that. We had time collapsing in on itself. And like, I need to lower my profile. (laughs) I need to go back. Gotta chill. Bring it back down. Not (laughs) be the root of all. So I, I appreciate that aspect of it. But yeah, those final two episodes, bringing everyone back, while I think it was great for, like, RTD and for, you know, culminating his run, I don't know if it did Donna, no. if it did good service to Donna and Donna's run. Since this is the Donna episode, I feel like we should acknowledge. But what we get at the, I don't re- remember the names of the final two episodes, the end of the well, world. sorry, I didn't or whatever. out. The Stolen Earth and Journey's End. Journey's end. I knew there was an end in there. Yeah. Um, what we don't, what we get there is the Dr. Donna and then this really. Which is a great part, right? And I, yeah, and I, I but like that. Like, the conclusion of it yeah, yeah. was just, to me, the most cruel. I think it's like, until Bill, because I thought Bill was unnecessarily cruel. It's the cruelest ending that we get for a companion, yeah. and I just don't think it need. I don't think it needed to be there. I don't. Because I don't I think Donna, as much as she loved traveling with the Doctor, was grown enough 
at some point to leave and like be like you have to go live your life I'm gonna go live mine on earth and I'm gonna have a great time doing it because I'm awesome like she was just so self-confident mm-hmm. um even like she was temping and like didn't know how to like navigate like getting a full-time job but like she was able to, she was confident in herself and like I guess maybe they were like it's too maybe they figured that would be too Martha of her exit but like I don't Yeah, I mean, I I never really had a problem with Donna's exit other than that it was sad. But I mean, yeah, I feel like if she had just left on her own, it would be it would be like the same thing. And I feel like back to back would have been kind of disappointing. I feel like not saying that she necessarily had to have her memory wiped, but I think that like, I don't know, there are other ways yeah. that it could happen um but i mean i did like the dr donna because i felt like yeah we got I, mean, I could have even just like, been like you can't travel in the tardis anymore right like because you've absorbed whatever and you're human and the humanness and the tardisness i don't know but it just yeah the wiping of her memory when like her whole journey was about wanting to have these experiences mm-hmm. and then also, I just kept thinking about, like, practically, what does that mean? So, does she think that she was in a coma for a year? Does she, like, have amnesia for a year? Like, there's just... Did they replace all of her memories with other memories? I think, I think right, what they did... huge gaps, because... Well, I mean, the other thing is that she wasn't... We don't know how long she was with the doctor, right? Like, it, yeah. I don't think that it was for years. Because when yeah. she gets back, she's, like, talking on the phone to her friend, and it's like, it's, it's like she hadn't... Like, she wasn't picking up when the shit was going down with the earth and like the Daleks or whatever but like from the phone call that she had with that person it didn't seem like she had dropped off of the face of the earth right Uh, right so I don't think she I don't think it would have been a lot of time because you know he more or less put her back every like whenever they went back home or whatever it wasn't like they had been gone for forever so yeah I I don't know but I did like like the doctor Donna and like the because I mean, I've said this before. I really liked episodes, except for the last one, apparently, um, where the doctors or where the doctor gets to interact with himself. But then it was cool to also put like Donna in there, and yes. and for and then there's like three of them, and they're doing all these like weird things, and like all of a sudden Donna's good at computers, and like all this kind of stuff. Sentences. I'm the fastest yeah. in Chiswick. It's one of my favorite lines in that episode. <laughs> Considering I've only seen the episode maybe twice Once. because yeah. I just just I don't really like it that much. But she her parts are just so good, and she has great like she gets to. Um, I think in terms of acting, it's good for Catherine Tate, and yeah. so it's good for RTD. It's good for Catherine, but it wasn't great for the character, for the character. in terms right. of what Robin was talking about. But for Catherine Tate, she gets to be funny, she gets to be sad, she gets to cry. Isn't that the episode where we get the tenant crying gif? Yep. Yep. In the rain. <laughs> in the rain. In the rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looking um, like he's in an R and B music video from the nineties. <laughs> Absolutely. Baby, don't go. Um, <laughs> but um, for Catherine Tate, it's great because she gets to show her true range because mm-hmm. she gets to be Donna, but also she gets to be the doctor and sort of like exemplify um, her like platonic intimacy with Tennant in that like how much she knows him and like his mannerisms mm-hmm. and stuff yeah um and so it gets to show that off and then at the end when she he like has to wipe her memory it's like so traumatically sad and it's partially so sad because she plays it so well um right like both of them do especially because like you know they're friends and so it's like oh you're both sad in real life you don't get to work together here and then they're like 
oh wait, we don't have to not work together anymore. Let's just work together forever. Uh, <laughs> like, like all the uh, so yeah, I think that there's levels to why it's good and why it's not good. <laughs> yeah, I just think in terms of like, I agree with everything that you said, Connie. I just think in terms of Donna's arc, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think that, that like in terms of companion arcs in general, the only one that I think they did really well was actually Martha's. Mm-hmm. And so that was the other thing I was going to say is I don't think that like, like Donna's exit does not bother me. Um, although I totally understand why it bothers you, but thinking about it, I think it's also because like of the ways that companions have gone, like that was the last one to me that felt like, I guess Clara's was, was cool. Actually Clara's wasn't bad, but like Amy and Rory's was just like, why like you, <laughs> like they should have and i and i really do love amy and worry but they should have been gone like six or seven episodes before they actually left so it was just like it was a okay weird time for and and it was a weird episode but... like right plus the episode was like unnecessary like it just wasn't good i've never um, seen it <laughs> really Still? <laughs> robin always talk about you have to watch them all more than once and it was too sad Trash. It was their last episode. Trash. It wanted to happen. Hypocrite. And then I saw the preview and it was like the Statue of Liberty was an angel. And I was yeah. like, nah. <laughs> and then I was like, I'll see it later. I mean, I do remember later, watching and it. And I just I never. <laughs> watching it the first time and being like, oh shit, it's a, like the Statue of Liberty is an angel. What the fuck is we going to do? Like all excited and shit. But like going back and like thinking back on it, because I've seen it more than once at this point, but like. Going back to it, I'm just like, they shouldn't have been, like, season seven, the beginning of season seven was yeah. unnecessary. Um, <laughs> but I do think, like, on the, on the, for me, in terms of, like, if I were to rank, like, companions leaving, Donna's is, is much higher than a lot of them in terms of just, like, how well it was. Like, I think it was well done, even though, even if, like... You disagree with, we disagree with why it was the way it was, right. but it was still, yeah like, the most well-written um i mean i think or one of them yeah 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 and i think that Mm. you can they're just not good one of the things like you were saying like it it would have if she would have left on her own it would have been the same exit as martha's like back to back but i think you could do that well it doesn't have to seem like the same thing Mm -hmm. true that's true i mean that is true because practically Rose, Amy, and Bill have kind of similar exits, which is like they leave from like a different plane that he can't get them with anymore. Even though I really don't know. Is Bill? Is, is Bill? I don't know what the fuck happened. Is to Bill. Bill a pilot? We don't. We don't know. Thing or is she dead? I don't know. We have no idea. <laughs> Not one single but, clue. You know what I mean? But like they get basically absorbed into like these fixed points in time. Mm-hmm. And they have to, like, go on from there, except for Rose is such a entitled woman that she refuses, killing the doctor and collapsing all of the universe with her <laughs> because she wants what she wants. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think that you could have done it. I'm just salty. I'm just, I, that's it. That's yeah, it. I, I'm with you there. I think that's fine. <laughs> that's okay you try to like intellectual like <laughs> I intellectualize just like <laughs> I just don't like I it don't that's like fine it. I don't <laughs> like it too sad <laughs> too sad yeah and I think that like so I think in terms of just thinking about Donna post like her 
exit, right? Like, I think that, so after that, um, the doctor checks in with, with Wilfred to, to check in with Donna. And we also see at one point that, like, he put some, like, protection in her. So, like, when the master and shit starts doing stuff, like, she's fine, kind of. Um, that whole, the end of time episode is, uh, up until, up until the end. When the end happens, then I'm like, I'm sad and whatever, but before that, it's annoying. But then Those I also think... I've seen, like, twice. Yeah, and I also movie. think, like, one of the reasons that I like season nine so much is not only because it's the first time that Moffat ever acknowledges that Russell T. Davies thing <laughs> happened. Actually, it's the second time, because the first time was when Amy didn't know what a Dalek was, and mm-hmm. the doctor was like, but your whole planet was transported <laughs> by the Daleks. Um, so the second time that it happened, and it's when it's, like... There, um, it's like the it's the episode where they go like uh, what's her name Macy Williams is in it, and they're like hanging with the Vikings, and he has this like because you know he has the same face as dude in Fires of Pompeii, and so right. he's like why was I given this face? And it's a reminder to save one person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of get to see Donna's legacy past her um, like her run, and so you get that, and then at the end like the Doctor like erases his memory instead of Clara's or whatever and so there's like that too so I do that's one of the reasons I like season nine a lot is because we do get that like nod and then we also see how much Donna really did affect the doctor now and and, you know it's been like 300 400 years however many years (laughs) Moffat added on at that point it was a long time (laughs) it was probably more maybe like a thousand years at that point but but she's still like with him and I would like it's a thing I would like to see in Doctor Who more often to be honest is like these people who he's traveled with and had these like really um important relationships with and like see how those people like stay with them and it doesn't have to be you know whole arcs or whatever but you know it would be good to see for like character development purposes but yeah so that's Donna's lit she yeah yeah transcends time and centuries and shit (laughs) yeah I kind of wish we um at some point got like obviously it was the end of RTD's era so like we just literally never know but um at least with Rose we know that she's off on another planet with half ten um (laughs) and, (laughs) and um Martha's probably running unit and like I think some of the audiobooks have like figured that out. But I don't know if the audiobooks that they do um mention current Donna or if they just like go back to like missing adventures of um her season, like, oh, we just never saw them go here, so here's this book mm-hmm. about it. Um but like I'm just curious to do the audiobooks more yeah. or at all. Yeah, same. Yeah. Only cause Ty our last companion guest. Mm-hmm. Our last companion on our Tarbis. <laughs> on our Tarbis. Uh, <laughs> mentioned them. But I think that it's interesting to think about Donna having no memory of the Doctor, living in the world of what, considering what happens in the world, all the to- all the things that happen in the world after she is memory wiped. So it's just like, you know, aliens show up in London all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but she forgets but she doesn't see, which is like I guess that's a, guess a good thing, thing for them to because it was her thing before yeah they before the doctor met her of noticing things so now she doesn't notice things anymore and so I guess she or was, no 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 she never did like or at least before the doctor came yeah right, right. she was like notorious for missing shit right and so they were able to yeah just 
mind wipe her character development of beginning to notice things. So now mm-hmm. she doesn't notice things anymore. So I guess she just didn't notice when, you know, Prisoner Zero's, like, in the middle of London, like, give me, you know, yeah. give me Prisoner Zero. But it's just interesting to think about, like, and I think I've said this before, um, maybe here, possibly somewhere else, of, like, thinking about when you're watching One Companion that there's the doctor and another companion possibly at that same time mm-hmm. running around or at least not Oof. the doctor but the companion like still living that in timeline London. is like Donna still lives in London when Amy exists like it's just mm-hmm. weird trippy to think about it but, and like, not even that like she's traveling with the doctor or even if she's not right like you go back to when the doctor met Amy for the first time Mm-hmm. That was in like what was that like ninety two maybe? Oh, yeah. I might be making up that time, but like it's in the nineties. Yeah. Yes. Um, and like other shit is happening. Mm-hmm. The doctor's still around. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it it, it'll be. make your head hurt to think about it. To it be does. honest. But <laughs> if you just keep it to London and the present day, still mm-hmm. trippy, still head hurty, but it's just interesting to sort of like get more macro with. Mm-hmm thinking about London and who's in London at any given time. Anyway. Yeah. Mostly because Donna's the only companion who's, like, actually living in London still. I mean, maybe she's moved. But (laughs) all the other companions are, like, not doing that. Or Martha's, you know, in charge of some stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Any last last thoughts about Donna Noble. She has some of the best she's episodes. awesome and the best, and she needs to get more credit. And I just bought a Doctor Who Big Finish book on Audible. <laughs> 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 I bought one of eleven, but still, that's so funny. Um, cool. So check us out at BlackGirlsCreate.org. Read Connie's writing at Black Girl Nerds and all over the internet. Um, follow us on Twitter at we Black and Nerds at Yana underscore Hollows at Robin underscore Ravenclaw at Constar twenty four and use the hashtag Tarbis um, to let us know your thoughts. You can also join our Slack channel where we have um, a channel dedicated to Doctor Who conversations. So all of these things where you can talk to us about Doctor Who, we would like to do this more often. So you should let us know your thoughts and your feelings. Yeah, um, so thank you for listening, and next time we will be discussing Amy Pond. Yay! Wait, are we going to discuss Amy Pond and Rory together? I think it's going to be Amy and, and friends. And Amy friends. and him. Just like we Amy and him. him. Amy and her boys. Yes. We're not yeah. her. Yes, we are. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> the black girls have the box. <laughs> <laughs>